Dear 2020, are you finished or are you done? No. Because I thought all the drama was going to be done when 2020 was over. And here we are in 2021 and it's rolling over. Just sip my tea to that. Welcome to this week's episode of Well Season the Podcast. I'm Patrick. Oh, you're on mute. <laughs> Good morning, Patrick. That was already a fail. Good afternoon, Patrick. On your side, it's morning for me. So I'm not technically wrong. Right before this, I was on an MPI call mm-hmm. and constantly people were talking with me and I, you would think by this point we'd be good, but I'm even guilty of it because of my setup here. Sometimes I unmute on the Zoom, but then I forget to actually unmute through my microphone. So. At least you forget to unmute and not forget to mute because that is the major problem, which I have seen fail so many times. But you mean you heard, you heard it. Oh no, I see and hear it too, because you know, cameras have to be on. So. Oh goodness. And I'm like, oh no, you should probably apologize to your boss and hope you still have a job, okay? <laughs> so first of all, to our listeners, thank you for allowing us the time to regroup. I know that we've been off for, we had a couple episodes where we were off like two or three weeks in the holidays. Yeah. I think that everyone has experienced 2020 plus one. So We needed some time to kind of just regroup and spend time with the family and enjoy the holidays, even if it was for only a day. Also, we had a lot of events ramping up for the new year. So we had to take some time to focus and regroup. And we wanted to make sure we didn't bring you a trash episode because then I would totally have to blame Patrick on that. So thank you. Patrick needs to take a hit over here. He's just smiling like, I know. Mm -hmm. It would be my fault. (laughs) It totally would be my fault. But I think it would be a good time because we didn't get to do it at the end of the year and it's still January. So I think it would be good for us to kind of recap our lessons learned of 2020. Not really resolution setting of 2021, Mm -hmm. but goal setting and what we want to refocus on for 2021. So I guess I could start. It was really fun to learn about virtual events. When I tell you a girl is over it, (laughs) I want to get back to being in a a space, looking at people and doing events and holding a menu. But I will say, talk about resume building. 2020 was a year of resume building. And I know that at the start of this podcast, we talked about some tips and tricks what to look for when contracting for virtual events and how to execute events and making sure you have your pre-records. But it goes far beyond that in terms of what I've learned in regards to virtual events. Everything from the color of font on your PowerPoints, the size of the font, the resolution of it, you know, the colors of your background, making sure you match and your skin tone and how melanin works with certain backgrounds different things along those lines. How about you, Patrick? I feel like everybody I talked to business-wise was like, oh man, we hit the ground first month of January, 2020. And everybody thought this was going to be a record-breaking year in our industry. Everybody thought these big events, we were on pace. I was looking like I was going to have my best year ever work-wise, just going straight into it. 
Then all of a sudden, the infamous day, March something teen, I've heard different dates, but it's, it all seems to be between like Fat Tuesday and St. Patrick's Day, March 14th through 17th-ish. And then the world changed. I've had moments where I felt like I was working harder than ever and nothing was happening. And then I've had a lot of great successes and I've learned beyond one of my favorite things, which was having the experience of being with the family a little bit more. Beyond that, I've learned a lot more about myself and about what having your drive will do and embraced it. And I still wound up having a record-breaking year for myself. So I had improved on all of my numbers and everything work-wise for myself in 2020. So 2020 worked out for me. It was a weird, crazy road to get there. But we got there and we did it. So it was good. (laughs) It's hard because I find myself having to force myself to look at the positives of 2020, right? Because if you look at the year, you can just literally focus on only the negatives. But if you take a step back and look at where we are, just being alive. Unfortunately, I have lost family members to COVID, but my immediate family members, my immediate circle made it through. And even my immediate circle has gotten COVID, unfortunately, but they were all on the asymptomatic or minor symptoms side. No one had to be hospitalized and we made it through. And that in itself, I'm fortunate for, I know it's a blessing. I'm happy to say I made it through, but it was a tough year. I don't want to completely write those off, but I believe that those things, those situations that happened that were hard helped to prepare me, right? Helped to make me stronger for what's ahead. So I am much like everyone excited to put that year behind us. I am upset that 2020 just had to hang on a little bit longer into January. But I think that with this new year ahead, I looked at what I want to do and what I want to focus on. And I made them very small, attainable things, almost like quick hits. (laughs) One of the things I can say, if you want to talk about 2021 goals, I have changed my eating and I'm vegetarian slash pescatarian. I'm doing vegetarian in a week and only eating fish or seafood on the weekend. That's a personal thing that I set up myself. And this is when my husband chooses to print. <laughs> I hope he's proud of himself. I really hope he's proud of himself. <laughs> It's actually funny because we had a virtual program and we had a senator speaking and somebody in another room in his house decided to print while he was giving his speech live. And it was 30 pages. What are you going to do? Yours is quiet. I really don't hear yours that much, but his was. And he just kept going. Rocky. 30 pages later. It was just a wireless printer. Somebody else in his house printed and anyway, 30 pages. But you know what? 2020? Wow, that was a ride. That was a ride. And you know what? We all thought at the new year. No, we really did. We all thought that we were going to be leaving all of that behind. So I saw something that says, is it wrong that 2021 is pronounced 2020 W O N? That's actually a good one. (laughs) Yep. We really thought that 2021 was going to roll around and 
the new second it was going to be like clear like we're, we're good to go yeah no that was a lie 2020 hung around just a little bit longer but we made it through we're all here if you're listening to this podcast welcome to the new year and just know be grateful that you've made it this far just making it to 2021 is a blessing hey i had my first in person anything at the oh really yeah well we did some stuff at the football national championship game Mm -hmm. and that was really really cool with one of our past guests mir israel from south beach photo booth company we did a collaboration a 3d 360 video photo booth and it was pretty awesome and we did all these Mm -hmm. specialty lighting and all sorts of craziness around it. And it was an awesome, awesome event. Nice. Other than going to WEC with you, that was the most people I'd been around. And honestly, it wasn't even like crazy packed. Yeah. So no, that's cool that you actually started the year off with an in-person event. That's a nice vibe. Who would have thunk? It was super cool. And it didn't even feel like there were very many people there, but the stadium obviously wanted to push forward and do something for the family members of the players and staff and the few guests or attendees that were allowed to go. So It was really cool. Really cool event. Nice. I started my year off with my first virtual event. And I would like to give a shout out to Media Stage. You guys did a fantastic job. Oh, is that to me? That would be. That would actually be to you, you loser. (laughs) I give it and I take it away. I get so weird about self-promoting myself. So I'm just weird like that. But thank you, Stacey. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. You guys did a fantastic job. Also, I would like to give a shout out to EGR, my team, Melissa and Monica and Megan and Jenny and Charlotte and Mary and Mary. I I felt like there were a lot of L names or M names. Yeah, I go through my M's and Mary and oh, my goodness, if I am forgetting you and Lindsay and Diane, listen, (laughs) if I'm forgetting you. It is not on purpose. I love you all. You guys are fantastic. I want to give you a shout out. It was a highly successful event. I would definitely recommend working with EGR and Media Stage. I did not get paid to say that in the words of Patrick. Not, not yet, yet a sponsor. A sponsor but <laughs> Media Stage, not yet a sponsor. Not yet a sponsor. <laughs> but they absolutely did a great job. So it was nice. It's always nice when you get a win early yeah. on like that. Kind of sets the mood. So. We figured that we'd come here today. We've already done a lot of recaps of 2020 and where we think 2021 is going. But what we never talked about is how our metrics of success have changed. Before in an in-person world, we were highly dependent. Not that we're not now, but especially when you're renting out these huge ballrooms, highly dependent on your attendance and the type of activities that you have there and the look, the feel, the theme, the core, the metrics for success have changed greatly in this world. And now that you kind of see the changes within your executive team or within, you know, the reporting that you're asked to give or the things that you're focusing on. So I thought it'd be cool to kind of talk about the change in success. What is success now? in this hybrid slash virtual world, right? And I'm saying hybrid first because we're all hopeful that we will be getting back to a hybrid world. And that's even new to some people, right? Because hybrid events, even though they were happening, we know that they are going to greatly increase in 2021. So from my point as a planner, the things that I'm finding me myself focusing on 
a bit more than before would be presentations, for example. You know, usually that's something that my marketing team and the designers, they kind of handle. I give it to my AV company and I'm very minimal on that, right? Because I'm not, I'm not doing the agenda. I'm not really presenting. But now I'm, I'm seeing that when it gets to me, the amount of detail I'm paying to that from the colors and how they play on the screen to the text size and design, or even the fact that we're more cognizant of the fact that this is a virtual event where people are in their homes and they can get up and walk away. How do we make that more engaging? What are we doing? So that's just some of the things I see myself focusing on a bit more. And I know, Patrick, you probably have as well. Yeah, you absolutely hit the nail on the head there because when you're designing graphics for a big show and let's say that you have a 20-foot screen in a ballroom and you're putting these graphics on there, that's one thing. But now you're reducing down, quote unquote, the screen size to being what fits on somebody's laptop screen. Maybe they're watching it on their cell phone. So if you have too many little graphics in there or words, we're not going to see them necessarily. On some people's screens, they might have a 30-inch desktop monitor, but not everybody. So you have to work within that. And these are all things that people are, like you're saying, learning and realizing in real time together. And even colors. Colors play. Oh, yeah. Okay, are we going to have a white background with gray words? Maybe they fizz out a little bit on people's screens, or maybe we're going to make it a little bit sharper with black font or whatever. Yeah, for us, too, with my corporate company, we have to play around with the colors, our corporate colors. We weren't anticipating to be this virtual. And when your colors are stark white and you have to have backgrounds or anything, it is a little bit more difficult, right? So we're going back to branding. We're going back to global saying, are we able to change these colors around? So I know it's a detail, but that does count towards success because then at least people are not complaining about the fact that they couldn't see what you were presenting or couldn't read it or the screen was busy or anything along those lines. That's one thing. Also, what I said earlier, attendance. Before, an event attendance of maybe 200 in person for my company might be really great and something that we would have celebrated. But now we're looking at, nope, we want to hit numbers of 800, 1,000 people, 1,000 plus people for attendees because more people are attending virtual events than in person. It's way more convenient to say, hey, I can designate this hour to answering emails and viewing the event. So where those numbers have more than tripled in terms of what we see as success. And I don't know in terms of what you are producing, are you seeing that on your side as well? 100%. We absolutely are seeing exactly that. And even taking it a step further, the most important thing and the thing that I think that you alluded to earlier about the engagement piece making sure that you have that reason for them not to walk away or to go into the kitchen or glance off the screen is the most important thing that we are producing and that we're building in. I remember very early on in one of these podcasts, you mentioned about doing more coffee breaks, making sure that you add those in because now people are like, oh, people are just at home at their computer, whatever. We don't need to add all of that in. But yeah, you totally do. Mm -hmm. More so. Absolutely. Something too, in terms of the fact that we're trying to keep people's attention at home is the entertainment portion of it. I think that people are becoming a little bit more open to the options of entertainment. If we were in person, maybe having a bartender or mixologist might not be where we would go, but now we're doing that. We're having those conversations. We're playing around with what is different, what is going to grab someone's attention. Let's insert more fun 
let's insert comedy, let's insert family or group time, make it something where people can use this as a team builder. We've done things with entertainment where we're literally saying to offices or to our customers, hey, use this event as a team building event for your office. People really love that because now it becomes a group activity in a way, right? You know, obviously they're still distancing, but they can still engage with their coworkers at the same time as getting their credits and engaging with us. We're all looking for ways to do that. There's a reason why these Zoom party games are just so much fun right now because you're looking for that interaction. So I think that's really cool that we're looking at that. And I feel more comfortable going to my executive team with ideas that are a little bit off from what I would have presented in 2019. Yeah. And not only the entertainment, but then that engagement. And one of the things that I hear the most in the way that we've been producing a lot of these is, well, we're worried about the engagement and the interaction between attendees. And I think that the important thing, just like going into a ballroom is, okay, when you're in the general session, that's the general session room. So you got to think about your stream as that general session. And then going into breakouts where now we can use something like a Teams or a Zoom to build those breakout rooms and they're going into regions or departments or whatever. And then being able to take that. Stacey, I commend you on this one. I think that it was totally genius in this last show that you did. So you guys know, Stacy had this mixologist and they shipped out boxes to everybody's house. All 200 and some attendees got these boxes shipped to their house. And in that were all the ingredients they needed to make a quote unquote mocktail which I learned what a mocktail was, by the way. I'm not a fan of the mocktail, but I didn't know what a mocktail was. And basically it was a mocktail because I think logistics about shipping alcohol was a little bit challenging. So we were making a mocktail. However, then we were also telling attendees, hey, you could also make it a cocktail and just have some whiskey or whatever it was sitting around. Yeah. So anyway, that's how you got around the shipping of the alcohol and just making whatever. So there's a mocktail, but you could make it a cocktail on your end. And in that quote unquote general session video that we did, we had the mixologist and we showed a few of the executives and the MC on the screen at the same time with the mixologist doing it all from home. And having really good interaction mm-hmm. back and forth. Right. That was all pre-recorded. So then during your show, as that portion comes up in it and it's played, the interaction in the chat was awesome. So the interaction in the chat is going. And then somebody from the mixologist team was there to answer questions about what alcohol, blah, 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 blah. And then they went from there. They did a cheers. And then they went into their breakouts where they all now had their cocktails that they made at home from that session. So it went from being something that you saw on the screen that you were interacting with at your house to now you're going into a breakout and you're actually interacting with people. And now you're seeing that everybody made their drink. Oh, hey, I see that you made that one. What alcohol did you put in there or whatever? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I commend you on that. That was a really smart way of doing it because not just hiring the mixologist and whatever, but it was smart how it was laid out. They received that. We did it together, saw our executive team do it together, being a little bit more humanized. And as I said, it was the closest to a virtual beer that you could ever get. You're able to see them be kind of themselves and be fun. And then going into that breakout to now interact with people like you're literally having a virtual beer. 
And everyone really, they enjoyed it. The drink was amazing. They even sent like little wood chips that people were setting on fire in their house to smoke. Yeah, glass. to make a smoked bourbon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we made old fashions and you can make a smoked old fashioned. So we showed how to make a standard old fashioned, one with mocktails. In case you wanted to know, you use black tea instead of bourbon. And then we showed how you could make a smoky old fashioned. So that was pretty cool. For all those who might be thinking about it, one, shipping alcohol is super complicated. So we hope that everyone has something at home if they want to mix it. Two, it's also significantly cheaper to not ship alcohol as well. So you save money there. Three, you know for a fact that everyone will have a mocktail, but you don't want to send out alcohol to people, especially for people who have given up alcohol or have their own personal reasons that they are not drinking alcohol in general. So it's the safest way to go. It was fun. It was a lot of fun doing that. One metric that is new as well is the engagement metric during the event. So some of the platforms that you use can actually give you the metrics of how long people have stayed engaged with you during your event, which is something that I don't think in-person events we actually measure, right? I don't think anyone's standing there going, yeah, we might've started out with a room of a thousand people, but by the time the keynote speaker came on, there's only 800 people. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily that, but there are some of the events that they do have the RFID wristband. Yeah. So they know when people go into rooms and out of rooms and into other rooms, but those technologies at this point, I don't see them being integrated into a lot of events. Very few events I've heard. Very few. Whereas now with these hybrid events, immediately I'm looking at that metric, looking to see how long people are engaged, looking to see where the drop-offs are, because now we're saying, okay, that entertainment worked well, or maybe we should change this with this speaker or focus more on this. Especially with the live chat function, if there's one thing we know, we know that customers are not afraid to tell you what they think. And so that live chat can get scary. You know, you can be very nervous about what people are going to say. But the one thing about it is that talk about instant feedback on what did or did not work. Well, I didn't like that new marketing package. <laughs> and you're like, listen here, Jack. <laughs> listen here, Bill. The live feed is working. <laughs> Refresh your browser. Well, I'm using browser I've never heard of. It's Chrome. Ask Gene. <laughs> it's working for everybody else but you. Exactly. Like, okay, it's our fault. Okay. <laughs> but the things we're looking for, right? We get that instant feedback. We say it all the time with surveys. Same thing with these virtual events. Please do not ignore that. Do not ignore what people are saying because they're going to know that the next time they come to an event and they see the same thing. Like if people are saying this platform doesn't work because there's 20 steps for me to log in and I'm annoyed before I even get here, maybe you should think about it before you book the next event. So that instant feedback, those metrics about engagement is super important in planning the next event. And what's nice is We know these events are not changing. They're going to be here for quite some time and we still need to reach our customers. So we have plenty of time to make modifications before the next event. I'm doing the Stacey Ann dance that you did in that last show. I really need to realize that I need to stop dancing, but go ahead. (laughs) By the way, for all of our listeners out there, I know you guys won't be surprised by this, but Stacey Ann was the MC of her very own show. (laughs) And 
and it was God. excellent. <laughs> it was funny because we had some people watching and they were even saying, hey, can we hire that MC? That MC is great. Um, yes, you can hire me. <laughs> Should I direct you to one of my agents? <laughs> you know what I will say as you type very loudly on your computer? I will say I see <laughs> our executive teams being more engaged. I'm getting the president, the CEO, the CMOs wanting to send out personal emails to attendees. That wasn't happening before or wanting to see the marketing copy. I'm seeing a bit more engagement. I think it has a lot to do with everyone's proving their existence right now at the company or at any company. And so you're seeing that engagement, which is nice and not nice sometimes. You know, sometimes you're like, I'm on revision 27 for this three-line email. (laughs) Sometimes you're like, no, I'm really happy you're giving the feedback. Most of the time, it's, I'm really happy that you are sharing your feedback because your opinion matters. I don't know how many times I've had to say that, but your opinion matters. So it means a lot. But I'm starting to see a lot more engagement. And that is actually one of the metrics of success because the amount of communication is something that is being looked at. Are you actually sharing this information with X, Y, and Z? With events, we are highly dependent on everyone else. So you don't really have the opportunity to work in a bubble, per se, like other departments, because you have to get that information from everyone. But now I'm starting to see a lot of other departments that wouldn't communicate as much, communicating more on these virtual events. So. That's definitely a different metric that we're looking at now. And I like. Yeah. These virtual shows, they take way more preparation as far as content, speakers, getting speakers ready than anything in person. It's a whole new ballgame. 100%. I'm speaking to people that I didn't even know before in the company getting all this stuff done, especially digital digital, Marcom, graphics, all that stuff. I'm just like, I didn't even know this person existed. Great. Let me lean on their knowledge of what they can do to make this a little bit more fun and engaging. So that's pretty cool. Stacy, I have another thought. It's about New Year's resolutions. Go. I want to challenge our listeners to a New Year's resolution. This show is not just our show. This is your show. We want to hear from you guys. We want your feedback. We want to know if there's a topic out there that you guys want us to cover, or you have an idea for a guest. Let us know. We would love to hear from you and make this as interactive of a discussion as we can. So I challenge you guys that you can look in the description of this week's episode and you can see our email. We always put it in there. Feel free to write the show. We get a few emails every here and there, but we definitely want to hear a few more. So you would like to hear what they like about our show. I would like to hear their best stories. Oh, yeah. sure. (laughs) I'm mad that I have like seven stories that you said that I'm all. Ooh, I remember. Give us one of your stories. Kick it off. Somebody didn't realize their camera was on and um, they forgot to put their wig on. And that's all I have to say. I have a feeling I know this person. (laughs) I mean, we've all heard the random toilet flush. Sometimes I'm on with clients and that happens and I just totally go right over it, ignore it, and just keep going. How do you do that? Nope, I'm here to call it out. Uh, because <laughs> <laughs> That's clearly your MO. I can't even. Your stories go on and on. But yeah, their best stories of 2020 or where they're going in 2021. I think that's great. And if you have any questions in general, if you have any questions about events or AV or finance or budgeting, let us know. 
Or if you have a speaker that you want to hear from, that'd be cool too. I have access to president. <laughs> I won't say which one. Well, well, that's a wrap on this week's episode, but let's go yeah. to some paprika. paprika. Smoke paprika. Yeah. Yeah. Hungarian paprika. Yeah. <laughs> How about you go first? Okay. All right. Before I give you my paprika, let me just tell you guys, I didn't realize how many drinks had paprika in it. What? Why are there so many drinks that have paprika in them? What do you mean drinks? Yeah. If you Google paprika cocktails or whatever, there are a lot of cocktails that have paprika in it. It's probably something where it's like, we want to give it color or we want it to look like it's snowing blood oh, on top of it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let me get back into this and let you know. That I finally had to say goodbye to my grill, which I inherited from my father's huge stainless steel grill, and I loved it. No, 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 it was fine. It was time. It was time. I had it for 10 years, and he had it for like five years before me. But it was beautiful. It was stainless, and everything was working fine. But it kind of rusted out on the inside. So it made all the outside parts all beautiful and stainless with the inside parts. And the company that it was from has closed and everything. So... There are no more parts and I did my best on it, but whatever. Fast forward 15 years and now I'm putting together, literally today, putting together my new grill, which I'm very excited about because it has a grill on one half and there's a hibachi on the other half. Super excited. Mm, what did he get? What grill did he get? It's called a dino something. I don't even know the name of it. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, but I'm super excited about it because I've always wanted to do hibachi and I feel like in my head I'm a master griller, but now I want to become a master hibachi person. And I know I'm going to drive Paige absolutely nuts out there trying to do the egg roll joke and the choo-choo train, all of those fun things that you would see at... Why are you this way? Hibachi place. Why are you this way? I can't. The only grill I have is the small round Weber grill. I have not gotten a real grill yet because when we first got the house, the backyard was all dirt. Yeah. And so I didn't want to get like a huge grill and then have to redo everything, whatever. So I got a small Weber grill, which I mean, try trusted and true, right? You're not going to yeah. go wrong with that. And I love it, but um, I don't know what new grill I want to get. I should probably be looking at them now. Yeah, well, I'm really excited about this one. I'll send you a picture of it, but I'm really excited about this yeah. one, yeah. but I went to go pick it up and because it was a special order or whatever, it wasn't put together at the store. So they're like, oh yeah, we can do it, but it'll take two weeks. And I was like, oh my God. So I just did it and I've been putting it together all day. <laughs> but I have that one. I also have my smoker, which is another grill, but I love my smoker. You know, I'm mm-hmm. kind of a fanatic about it. I don't like smoked stuff. No? Oh man, I love it. Well, smoked chicken is awesome. And smoked salmon. We smoke salmon a lot and it's really good. My smoked salmon is awesome. It depends on what you use. So what I tend to use is I'll do a charcoal base. I have a mango tree in my yard and sometimes I'll take mango branches off and put them in there. So it gives it an interesting flavor. Sometimes I'll use mesquite or some kind of a wood or an oak or apple wood. You have a farm. You have mango trees. Yeah, but what you do is you have to soak so it doesn't become like that overpowering literal smoke like you're talking about yeah i soak the blocks of wood and water okay and then you take them and then you put them on the coals so they don't really completely burn all the way but they let out the oh well maybe i might be doing it wrong i'll give it a shot i I have a huge like 10 pound bag of like apple something something chips and i'm just kind of like no i'm good i don't want it (laughs) so i'll give it a shot 
My paprika is I don't really have much. I mean, I really am chilling. It's 2021. Listen, I know where your mindset is today because I mean, you just came off of a gauntlet of shows and things. And Stacey Ann's paprika today is that she is just chilling. Listen, it's the one day that I can not have to work until midnight. So I'm really excited by that. I am redecorating. So I'm putting things up on my walls. Ooh, this weekend I have to plant all my seeds for my summer garden. So I'm going to plant peppers. I'm going to try to find some greens to plant as well. I'm going to plant these tomatoes that I got. And that's what I'm doing this weekend. And I have to repot a couple of plants, but I'm getting ready for summer. Yep. I said it. <laughs> Get my seedlings started. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you. Hey, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and thank you to our listeners. <laughs> We love you guys. Thank you for putting up with our crazy nonsense all the time. And we Mm -hmm. really enjoy doing this show. And it is a labor of love. Mm -hmm. And we look forward to hearing from you guys this year. Mm -hmm. Remember that resolution. Yes. And also, if you want to hear Stacey's ASMR corner. Am I supposed to be hearing something? (laughs) What? Whatever you're lying. I don't know what's going on. Oh, my God. <laughs> Are you supposed to be whispering? Are you supposed to be sounding like no, this? Well, you sound strained. Do I, I, I smell like I sound like smoker. <laughs> <laughs> Words all wrinkled up, girl, strained. Like, like, yeah. That's how you look. Well, then. Thanks, Patrick. Thanks, Stacey. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to our listeners before Patrick plays me. Thank you, listeners. Since Patrick can't hear my ASMR, I'll be doing a separate podcast on ASMR. So thank you so much. Don't lie. Don't look out for that. All right. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. Episode produced by Patrick Brochu and CCN Banghorn Doria. Sound editing by Rocky Doria. And song by Dr. Delight. personal thing that I said of myself. What are you doing? You know that you're the only one on this podcast, right? You talking to me? Thanks for joining us for the final episode <laughs> of Well Season the Podcast. <laughs> I am Stacy, simply here by myself. <laughs> Thank you. Pause. I was trying to think of a good answer and nothing came to my head. Oh <laughs> <laughs>